Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Social Studies. Our guest today is Nick Barron, head of SEO at Grammarly.com. Nick, welcome to Social Studies. Woo! <laughs> Nick is can't wait. I'm to talk, about, talk can't wait to talk about SEO. I had some black tea, um, some puer tea, some puer tea, some chocolate puer tea, some chocolate puer tea. Okay, so Nick is Jack. Just so all our listeners know, I've known Nick for a few years now in San Francisco, and he's been an SEO specialist for a while now, and he's doing it over at a company that's growing super super fast, Grammarly.com. So Nick, you want to tell our listeners a little bit about uh, yourself, what you're up to, and your background? Sure, yeah. So uh, I came to Grammarly uh, two, a little over two years now. Um, Grammarly is uh, the world's best automated proofreader. So the way it works is you download the Grammarly extension. Um, it's available in Chrome right now, hopefully in other browsers soon. And you're basically able to correct all sorts of mistakes, punctuation, grammar, spelling, contextual grammar, a lot of things that you don't really necessarily remember, like a minute out of school, um, in your emails, Facebook messages, tweets, anything you write online. If I'm not mistaken, this is pretty much the grammar editor online right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's you know We're basically creating a market. There's nothing else like it. Our, our real competition is kind of Microsoft Words. I would say Microsoft Words, Spell and Grammar Checker, as well as the general idea that people don't really care about the way you write when really the opposite is true and people do notice your mistakes and they are a barrier to entry for a lot of opportunities in life. Mm -hmm. And you do SEO. I do. Yeah. Totally stumbled into it. Um, it was one of those situations sometimes kind of you serendipitously uh, fall into a relationship where it really clicks and then you kind of figure out the details later. Um, I fell in love uh, with, with Grammarly before I knew anything about SEO. Um, and then you know, started talking with Brad, our CEO, and he he brought me in uh, to to get, to get started with our with our in-house SEO team. So let me put something out there for you readers. Nixon is early twenties, and I don't know any other marketers. I don't think at all who have come so far in marketing in such a short amount of time. And Nick is smiling and blushing right now. But Nick, I don't know many many people in their early twenties falling in love with SEO. How's that go down? <laughs> How do you fall in love with that? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm very flattered. Uh, how do you fall in love with SEO? I think that I naturally, and I think you could probably empathize with this as well, maybe some of the listeners as well. Um, I love finding the shortest possible path to my goal. And it's usually not the most down, like the most beaten path, the most walked path. I love finding hacks and shortcuts and tweaks and loopholes that will get me to my goal faster. Um, and I think SEO is the absolute embodiment of that as a marketing discipline. SEO is about turning quarters into dollars faster than you can with any other channel. Turning quarters into dollars, cool. So, you know, everyone knows the term SEO. I think a lot of people think they understand what it is. And you're gonna tell us today about why link building is not dead. But before we hop into that, can you just give us like a lay of the land, like SEO in 2015, what's that look like right now? And and what's a practical guide for anyone getting started? Yeah, so just to cut through some of the noise, I, I'm sure for, for a lot of people this is already, or this is common knowledge, um, but really since the inception of, well, since really Google started, when, when, when Google kind of got started, the way search engines worked is that they counted the 
frequency of keywords on every single page on the web and just presented the pages to you when you search for stuff that had the highest frequency of those keywords, right? Google came along and the real game changer in search quality for Google was that they started to try to measure authority. Um, and the way that they tried to measure authority is who is, how many people are linking to your page or to your site and who are those people? Is it nick.blogspot.com or is it thenewyorktimes.com? Um, and so that was the real game changer and, and that is to this day the biggest ranking factor, right? The biggest, the biggest indicator and the biggest lever that you have to uh, rank for competitive search terms in organic search is to build links and it, or or to build authority to your domain and to your pages. And it gets link building gets kind of thrown a lot of thrown around a lot. Link link building is dead. SEO is dead. Um, but the fact remains that while it has changed a lot and while what works has changed a lot, that is still the primary ranking signal that search engines use to determine whether your site is legit or not. Mm -hmm. Back in like 95 or 96, 97, it was called Backrub. Their, their, uh, Google Backrub was like the, uh, was the, the name of the algorithm. I, I don't know if you know this. I'm, I'm sure you probably do. I've read this before. They initially, Larry and Sergey, uh, based the algorithm on medical, uh, academic medical documents. Because in, 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 I'm not in the medical field, obviously, <laughs> but in medical papers, uh, people cite each other, and and medical papers that are cited a lot are considered to be really high quality medical papers, and so that's actually what they what they based it off of, and that actually is a perfect uh, representation of what the Google algorithm is right now. I that's, read that somewhere. I don't know if you've heard that. As yeah, well. no, I mean the, yeah, actually, I actually didn't know that it was based on medical citations, yeah. but it makes a lot of sense. Link building can sound like this, or, or links or authority can sound like this big abstract concept. But at the end of the day, what is a link, right? A link is, at its best, an endorsement from one page to another. It's like you saying, hey, you know what? Everyone that goes to my site, I want you to know about this other site. Mm -hmm. And so if you can count together those endorsements, and if you can quantify them, and if you can weigh them in, that immeasurably improves the quality of the search results that you're able to present. So before we kind of dive into your blend of SEO, what do you mean by turning quarters into dollars? I mean, that sounds awesome, right? Any market anywhere, if you're telling me I can give you a quarter and you give me a dollar back, I mean, shoot, where can I, where, where can I build my credit card? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So I think for a lot of, uh, for really any, any business, um, and especially kind of startups, whether, whether you're a consumer startup or, uh, or uh, an enterprise startup, any, any digital business needs to acquire customers, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so... At the end of the day, whether you're going out on the street and handing people discount codes or whether you're, you have a Super Bowl ad, you're spending a certain amount of money to acquire a certain number of customers, mm -hmm. right? That spend a certain amount of money with you so that you can go out and spend more money on customers, right? Um, and it's not, it's, it's not always measured well. It's, sometimes it's really hard to measure, but it's right. always happening, right? Um, and so of all the... There's a lot of different marketing channels, right? You can buy a Super Bowl ad. You can run a Google uh, AdSense campaign or AdWords campaign. You can do a lot of different things. For, for me and what I've seen, um, organic search and SEO is one of the user acquisition channels that can give you the highest return on investment, which is what one of the things that makes it so attractive to me. I just think that's really cool. Okay. So how do you do SEO? How do you do SEO? Um, 
by the way, SEO, search engine optimization, obviously we're, we're, optimization. we're past that point. Yeah, pretty dated term, I, th I think. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, there, there have been other, I've, I've listened to some of the other episodes um, on the podcast. There have been some, some really, uh, some, some really, some really good information has been, has been said about uh, how to drive users. Um, I think that the thing that I'm most excited about for SEO, and, and your friend Graham was, was talking about this as well, uh, is the fact that a lot of different channels are kind of merging together into one big function and channel called content marketing, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so what is content marketing? I think content marketing is understanding who your users are, who your potential users are, who influences your users and your potential users, and creating content that is going to, through those influencers, reach your end users. Yes. And that's pretty simple, right? And I think the key thing that a lot of people leave out, right, um, is the part where you actually have to go out and pitch people the content that you're creating. A lot of people, I think, are spending a lot of money and a lot of time on creating really, really great content. Mm -hmm. um, and then they blast it out on their social media channels. Maybe they send it out in their email newsletter. And they forget the most important, or the most important part after you've, cre you've created it, which is actually going out, doing the manual grunt work of finding people that are going to be really into what you're talking about, that have reach and authority, and getting them to talk about it. So how do you, how do you find these people? How do you find these people? That's a very good question. So there's uh, there's a lot of great, I, I would encourage everyone to kind of go out and just search for uh, keyword persona research. There's a ton of different uh, great templates out there. There's kind of a ton of great blog posts. But essentially what you do is you try to uh, paint a picture, or draw a narrative around who are the types of people that you want on your website, that you want using your product. Who are the customers? Are, right, so an example could be uh, profile is Nathan, right. really, is really into nu nutrition, uh, is uh, super athletic, mm -hmm. really into growth marketing, uh, uses his credit card to buy stuff online all the time, and uh, works really hard, right? I have no idea um, who this person is, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so you take this, that, that's, that's probably a poor example, but you, no, but, you take, but you take these profiles and then you say, okay, what needs does Nathan have? Mm -hmm. And of those needs, which ones are not being met? And of those needs that Nathan has that are not being met, which ones can I provide value to? Mm -hmm. And and so that and so then you 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 know, you know then you can start thinking about okay, like what 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 is what is the best way to address this need? Is the best way to address this need simply a landing page that elaborates on why my product is perfect for Nathan's need? Or is the best way to draw Nathan in a blog post that's maybe only distantly related to my product, but is going to teach Nathan about something that he's interested in and maybe draw him in you know, later on to my product? Um, or maybe it's like you know, a, a, a funny, a, a funny uh, video about also something distantly related that where Nathan would have never searched for it himself, but just by virtue of it being funny, he kind of stumbled into it and by that way learned about the company and by that way is going to eventually maybe convert. So I see what's going on, but I want to kind of paint a little bit of the picture for all of our listeners right now. 
SEO has an as an industry is been around for 20 years, I guess, definitely before Google, and and Google really helped solidify the fact that you need links, uh, websites, people linking back to your website. And so for a long time, late 90s, early 2000s, 2000s and beyond, the push was for backlinks, backlinks, backlinks. The, the groundwork you're talking about, need to get backlinks, need to get people to link to my website. But then something kind of different happened, and as you've already intimated, is that, okay, maybe the, the value of these links are different according to who's linking and what, what websites are linking to you. And so there's been a big push in the past few years for content, right? Content, 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 just like you said, the landing page or the blog, right? But your explicit opinion right now is that, well, let me back up a little bit. People got in trouble for building links. <laughs> people yeah. got in trouble. People got in a lot of trouble for building links. And a lot what, of trouble. So Nick, tell, tell, tell our listeners, what happens if you build links the wrong way? I mean, Google has gotten really, really good at detecting whether a link is the result of a genuine endorsement or whether you're trying to game the system, perhaps by paying someone, right. perhaps by spinning up a site that really belongs to you, but pretending it doesn't belong to you, and then linking your own to the other sites. Um, Google's aren't really good at detecting that, and when they do detect it, they tend, you know, they can it can range from just silently removing some pages or lowering your rankings to completely taking your whole domain off of the index. Right. Indefinitely. And the point is, if you game the system and they catch you, you're going to be penalized heavily and removed from Google search results. I've had it. I've actually seen this personally in some companies in the past. Right. Right. So that's why kind of link building's had a bad rap recently, and content marketing has had a good rap. Like make content, people love it, people share it, they link to you, great. And I believe both of those cases, but your explicit case right now is that link building is not dead. But a sp specific kind of link building, which is to say legitimate white hat link building. Is, is that right? I would say so, yeah. I mean, I think, the, I think link building and content marketing are not mutually exclusive. In fact, I think that they're codependent, right? I don't think you can do good, you can, you can build good links. One great way to build good links is through content, mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that unless you're a huge brand already, you mm -hmm. can't build enough links to stay competitive for competitive terms if you don't uh, if you don't have, if you don't build links. So, can you do content marketing without SEO and link building, or or can you do link building without content marketing? So, I think you can do link building without content marketing. Okay. I also think that. I, I, you, obviously both is possible, um, but I think that where most companies stumble is they put stuff up, they shoot it out through social media, and no one outside of their addressable market actually actually sees it. And so, uh, so but I, I, we're probably kind of talking off on, on some different tangents. I, I, I'm glad that you kind of tied it all together a little bit and like like what like how does this fit into, into SEO, right? So if the goal of SEO, the goal of SEO, probably just say it at this beginning, but is to drive organic search traffic to your product, right? Um, and not just try to drive organic search traffic to your product, but to drive people to your product eventually, right? Um, and so, yeah. And and so, that is how, so. So what is what what is, what does that mean, right? Uh, when someone searches for something, uh, they they have a keyword that they're searching for, and then they find something that matches that keyword. So the keyword usually expresses some kind of need, some kind of intent, and then the, the, the thing that they find, right, that, that is a match to what they're looking for. At least that's Google's goal. Right, that, that's the ultimate goal, right? right, is to match with something you're looking for. And so content marketing is all about creating the thing that you want people to find, right, right? whether that's a landing page, 
whether I mean I would I would count your homepage as part of content marketing. I agree. Right. Totally. Uh, every blog post you create, like you want people to find that and eventually make their way to your you know your product or whatever you're trying to get them to do. Um, and your search query, kind of the intent, is is the keyword, right? And so if your goal is to connect your content to those people that are that are searching for that, right? Then you basically need the best possible way to show search engines that you're the most relevant for that keyword. And I think that by that by that logic, you need to build links mm -hmm. to your content to get people to your page, okay. to your site. Excellent. And is there any special tricks, tips, strategies for link building? Obviously, you, we, we can go through and find uh, user personas um, for people, or sorry, uh, websites that have traffic of, you, of your ideal user persona. I mean, do you email them? I mean, you tweet them? What, any special, that's, special tricks? Yeah, there? that's a great question. So how do you actually like take this to the bank, right? right. Um, exactly. So I think, I think what anyone, what anyone that wants to kind of set aside, you know, a couple hours a week to really, uh, really drive this, should do is figure out what personas you want to attract. That's the first step. The second step is really trying to find the people that influence those personas, right? And you can do that with a bunch of different tools. One of my favorite ones is SEMrush. Mm -hmm. uh, you can use uh, uh, the Ahrefs, Ahrefs Content Explorer. Um, there's a bunch of different tools to kind of like try to find who has the loudest voice in that niche for that profile. Um, and then what you got to do is you got to figure out a way. That's your starting point. Figure out a way to create value for them in a way that they want to share whatever you have to say with their audience. So the best, I think, the best possible way, very, very tactically, I think, to do this is once you find an influencer that has authority, that has reach into the community, that into the profile that you want to go after. The the best way of actually going after them is to think of some based on what they have posted about and what they have created and, and, and shared in the past. On their own think, channel. Right, in, in their own channel. Think about what value you could offer to them, right? Mm -hmm. Think of an angle, think of a couple pitches, think of some ideas, sketch some things out, and contact them and say like, hey, like, I'm doing this thing, you're an expert subject on, you're an expert on the, expert, excuse me, on the subject matter. What do you think of this? Would you be interested in like, helping me out with this and partnering with me on this? And you'll find that the combination of providing someone with relevant, valuable content and stroking their ego mm -hmm. is a recipe for success. Um, and if you can get someone's buy-in before you even have to go out and like write that blog post or create the infographic sure. or create the video, that's that's a great way of kind of sealing the deal before you have to go out and do a bunch of work. And that is how you turn quarters into dollars. Nick Barron, thank you so much for enlightening us today. Thank you so much for having me.